lives and don't try to hide. For a silly spook, they sit by your side. Shrouded in a darkish hide. They pretend to terrorize. When we most love the social Hi, everyone. Welcome to Crime Colts and Coffee. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Bren. And I wanted to start off today's episode about talking about our new anchor supporter. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. And her name is Corinne. So, Corinne, whoever you are, thank you so much for supporting us. And um, let us know who you are so we can send you a sticker. Yes, thank you so much, Corinne. We appreciate it. We actually have one new review on Apple Podcasts as well. We need to find out who you are so we can also send you a sticker. Yeah, guys, don't be bashful. Just tell (laughs) us who you are. (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah, reach out so we can give you a sticker. Yeah, this person had written their name as Rin Tin Tin. Oh. Fancy and kind. Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have anything you want to talk about besides the fact that you finally went to Salem? I was literally going to say, I finally made it. (laughs) It was one of the best weekends of my life. I have been wanting to go to Salem since I, since the first time I saw Hocus Pocus, really. Yeah. And realized that like, that's where part of the scenes were filmed. But we did so many fun things. Shout out to Leah for organizing like this whole weekend and Becky and Kristen because they were there as well. But we did a walking tour when we got there at night. And then we did a really fun trolley tour around the whole town of Salem, which was so cool. Telling about each house and like all the history behind everything that you wouldn't know by just walking around. Yeah. So it was very, very cool. I'm pretty much obsessed with it. I just love that like everybody was dressed up and it was no judgment for anybody. It was so cool. Did you get to see the gardens at Rope's Mansion? No, we didn't. No, they're so beautiful. Okay, well, actually, it's kind of a good thing because now you have something to do with me when you go. Yes, we we spent a lot of time. There was a food truck festival. Oh, cool. Um, so we did that for a while. We went to a couple like different of the like museums that they had there. And then we did a lot of shopping, lots and lots of drinking as well, which was delicious. Nice. The drinks there are so fun. I loved it. Did you check out any of the shops that I sent you? Yes, most of them. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I definitely want to go there with you at some point. Mom wants to go as well. We'll make it a fun fam trip. Yeah, honestly, it was everything that I expected and more. Uh, I wish I could have stayed longer, honestly, because we got there late on a Friday night and had to leave at like 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's only supposed to take us like four and a half hours to get there, and it took us seven and a half to get home. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the traffic, you have to leave at just the right time. Well, it was a Sunday, but there was construction like in Massachusetts, so... It took us fucking forever. Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah, but it was really, really fun. It was worth it. I got some spells, some spell kits, and I got my first pack of tarot cards. Oh, my God. What, what, what is it? What brand? I'm pretty sure Kate has it, actually. Shout out, Kate. It's the Lightseeker Tarot. Okay. I can't wait to see them. When you see me, you have to bring them. Yeah, I will. I'm excited about them. I'm pretty sure Kate has them, and I saw them, and I don't know. It just felt right, so I did it. Oh, good. I'm so happy for you. That's so great. Yeah, so it's fun. Do you have anything new going on? 
Besides trying to adopt two new kittens, no, I do not. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it, but I'm so excited for you. I know. It's not official yet, so I won't get too into it because I don't want to get myself too amped up to be, to possibly be let down. Yeah. But I'm in the process, and once I get them, because I'm putting it out there that I'm going to get these kittens. You will. Yes. I will talk about them on the podcast because they're both incredible in their own little ways. I cannot wait for you to talk about them because I know about them a little bit and I'm just, they're just so fucking cute. Yeah, and I already have their names picked out and everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, we're putting it – everybody put it into the universe that Bryn is going to get these kittens. On three, everybody say Bryn owns these kittens. <laughs> One, two, three. Bryn, Bryn owns, these, owns these kittens. Deal. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I actually have a couple more things. I wrote down a list. I'm so weird. Okay, perfect. So just a couple of show things that I wanted to talk about. New season of You is coming out. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. It's not till later. It's in February, but I'm fucking pumped about that. Love that. I actually, you just reminded me that a new season of Unsolved Mysteries is coming out in October. Oh my God, really? Yes. And the other thing was freaking Handmaid's Tale. I didn't even know the new season came out. I was just going to say, right before you said that, I still haven't started Handmaid's Tale yet. And I know that it came out, but I have not had time to start it. It's devastating. That's like my favorite freaking show. I know. Yeah, but we got to I actually started a new show. You you reminded me of this as well. I started a new show while you were gone the other weekend with Carson, actually. (gasps) He told me. Oh my god, it is so good. I restarted it with Timo because I'm like, he's gonna love this. So we've been watching it together. And it's called Money Heist. Mm -hmm. And it's on Netflix. And it is originally in Spanish. But the English dubbing is so freaking good that by maybe episode three or so, you don't even realize it anymore. Okay. And the acting is incredible. The show is just so good. Yeah, he told me about it. He's like, you got to get into it. I'm like, listen, I'm backed up on like 10 of my shows. So once I get through those, I will promise you that I will start that. Yeah. Should we get into our coffee review? Yeah. So this week we have another coffee from Barista Parlor. Thank you so much for sending us a few coffees to review. They are so amazing. They've been messaging us back and forth on Instagram They tagged us in their story. They're just so sweet. I feel like everyone behind that company is just amazing. They gave our podcast episode a listen. They're just great. I know. They've been so interactive and it's just not a lot of times it's like that. So thank you for not only supporting us by giving us some coffee, but also by listening to our podcast. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So again, their website is baristaparlor.com. And we did a whole spiel about their company and everything on from episode 102. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you like to hear, you know, more in depth about their company. So the coffee that we're reviewing today is called Grand Prix. And it's a Sumatra Indonesia blend, or it's from there, I should say. The notes in this blend are black tea, pomegranate syrup, and toasted pecan. I could immediately see I don't I don't have the bag so I didn't know the notes I could immediately taste the pomegranate yeah I immediately tasted the pomegranate and the pecan 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 I don't know how the fuck I even want to say it (laughs) (laughs) 
Brent alternates her pronunciation every time. I do, actually. I'm going to go with pecan this time, but I immediately tasted the pomegranate and the pecan. Except it's still wrong. You're, it's pecan. It's pecan or pecan. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many ways. I know. It's okay. <laughs> so what are you thinking of this coffee? You want to describe it a little? Yeah, I feel like the pecan, whatever... It really adds like an earthy flavor to it. And I really, really like that. I think that's what it it tastes like at the end to me. But it's also very, very smooth. There's a little hint of the fruitiness from the pomegranate. But like we've said in the past, we don't really love fruit coffees. But I don't taste it. Like it's it's okay in this coffee to me. I really like it. Yeah, to me, that fruit is not a bad thing. It's actually accentuating the just the flavor of it. Yeah. And I feel like this is my favorite coffee from them so far. Agreed. This one is really, really good. So what are you going to rate this? Uh, I'm going to say 8. Okay, I was going to say borderline 8.5, like 8.25 I'll go with. Right in the middle. Yeah. I'm really liking this coffee from them. We have one more left from them, and I'm so sad because I've really enjoyed tasting their coffee. Me too. Honestly, it's one of the best coffee places that I've had in a long, long time. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have to get that Halloween blend from them. Yes. All right. So without further ado. Should we get started? Yeah. So grab your coffee and have a morning with us. All right. So in honor of spooky season, which everyone who's been listening long enough knows that's our favorite time of the year. Absolutely. We have decided to take it back to what we did last year and focus on more spooky slash Halloween related cases or stories for the next month. Yeah, honestly, this is my favorite time of the year without a doubt. So we just wanted to make it a little bit more special. So this case was actually suggested by Ashley, and she had sent this in to us a while ago, but we kind of held on to it, and thank God we did, because it's perfect for spooky season. Yeah, honestly, this was such a good idea of a case, so thank you so much for suggesting it. What we're going to be talking about is known by many as Slender Man. <sighs> what did you know about Slender Man before researching? I actually knew a good amount because I've heard, I didn't know everything, obviously, but I heard bits and pieces here and there of Slender Man himself and of the case that is also tied into it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen one of the shows that I'm going to mention at the very end of this podcast. Okay, because the gist that I knew was like, he was a tall, creepy man. Lurking in the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) This is a quote from Know Your Meme. Quote, other nicknames include The Operator, Dr. Grossman, Mr. Slim, The Administrator, Daddy Longlegs, Mr. Thin, The Tall Man, The Thin Man, and my personal favorite, Slendy. (laughs) I'm calling him Slendy from now on. (laughs) Same, and I feel like that definitely had to have been created in England or like Britain somewhere. Yeah. Because this is one of my favorite things. My grandmother used to do this. I feel like they, not everyone, I'm not trying to categorize, but most of the shows I watch, like Love Island UK, hint, hint, I feel (laughs) like they shorten words in the cutest and coolest ways. Yeah, they do. 
breakfast bracky you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I feel like <laughs> slender man was definitely <laughs> shortened into slendy little slendy yeah also the thin man that's pretty funny yeah like the tin man <laughs> or thin mints is what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> so getting into slender man he was created June 10th 2009 or the idea of him I should say there was an internet thread on the, quote, something awful internet forum where a Photoshop contest challenged people to create a paranormal image. Nothing good could happen on that forum. No, I feel like if anything, you're, it's almost like a Ouija board where you're creating something that could potentially turn dark into something else. Right, for everybody to see. Are you creating a portal or are you creating a paranormal image? I don't like it. Eric Knudsen, under the surname of Victor Serge, created Slenderman. It was a drawing of black and white images of children and a tall, thin creature wearing a black suit. We could actually post a picture of this. Mm -hmm. Most of the other entities were just pictures. Well, not <laughs> entities. God, <laughs> Slenderman's invading my brain. Entities. <laughs> Most of the other entries were just pictures that people submitted, but Victor Serge's entry included little blurb texts of stories describing abductions of groups of children. Yeah, he definitely won the creepy contest. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. These blurbs also gave his character the name Slenderman. So the first photograph's text read, quote, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Dash, 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Ew. That's really creepy. It's almost like a comic, but not. That's so disturbing. Yeah. Have you ever read the book Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? Um, no, I've heard of it, though. Okay, that whole series of books, the author includes, like, creepy pictures with little text blurbs on it that go along with the story, but they're really creepy intentionally, and it almost reminds me of that, but to a really, really darker level. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, this is just fucked up. The assignment was to draw a picture, and he went above and beyond. The second photograph's text read, quote, one of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as, quote-unquote, the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Dash 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, Missing since June 13th, 1986. It's so descriptive. Yeah. I feel like this person would be a really good writer. If it's right. Hopefully it's coming from a good place, which I think it was. But it's so... It's almost like the Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity where it's made to make you think it's real. Yes. Paranormal Activity will scar me forever. Same. I will never get over that movie, those movies. Yeah, the original. That I, was definitely life-changing. I saw it in theaters, and I literally didn't sleep for months without my light on. 
Same. I would sleep on a couch with Timo and I would have to sleep on the inside of the couch because I was afraid of getting pulled off of a bed. For real. Like that shit was, it, they made it so real. <laughs> yeah. Inspiration from Slenderman came from Zach Parsons' That Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist, Shadow People, Mothman, and The Mad Gasser of Mattoon, The Tall Man from Film Phantasm, H.P. Lovecraft, which is funny because when I read that, I instantly thought Harry Potter. (laughs) And I'm like, Harry Potter, Lovecraft, what is that? (laughs) What inspiration did you give to Slender Man? The work of William S. Burroughs and video games Silent Hill and Resident Evil. That's a lot of things to pull for inspiration, but yeah, he had a really great work cited page for real. He was like, "It's <laughs> <laughs> like check out my resources." <laughs> yeah, check out my resources below, and then everyone's like, "Oh wait, that shit's not real." Right. A professor at University of Georgia named Shira Chess actually wrote a book called Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slender Man and the Development of an Internet Mythology. She wrote about Slender Man in comparison to fairies at the time, which I thought was weird. His appearance is vague and shifts to reflect what viewers want or fears to see. So... That is what she's using to compare to fairies. Also saying that Slenderman lives in the woods like fairies, but he kidnaps children. Mm. So I don't, I mean, the comparison's there. I don't really get it, but very creepy nonetheless. Slenderman soon became viral and ended up all over the internet and in video games. So now onto the description of Slenderman. His appearance, motives, habits, and abilities change based on the storyteller. So it's kind of like a loose character. Overall, he's described as very tall and thin with unnaturally long arms, more like tentacles, that he can reach out and capture his prey with. I've seen like a couple different pictures. Some he just has two arms and some of them he has the two arms with like four other tentacles. Really fucking creepy. He's said to be able to stretch and shorten his arms by choice. Some descriptions also say that he has these tentacle-like appendages coming from his back or shoulders. His face is described as white or blank without features. That part me out the most. Same. Ugh. Seeing people dressed up as Slender Man, like you immediately know who it is because of the blank face. And it just, I don't know, that part freaks me out. He's depicted anywhere between 6 to 15 feet tall. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> He's like those fucking <laughs> skeletons that everybody's buying to decorate in their front yards. Yeah, or, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's where the Mothman reference can come from, too. Because when we covered Mothman, wasn't he also enormous like that? <laughs> yeah, he was giant. <laughs> Have you seen these fucking skeletons that people are buying for their front yards? Someone down the road from me has one. (laughs) They're like 12 feet tall. I love that for them. Me too. I kind of want one, but I don't have anywhere to put it. So Slenderman wears a dark suit and tie. He's found typically in abandoned locations or forests, for example. And he can also teleport. He can also become invisible. That's really scary. He has many talents. He's said to cause 
quote, slender sickness, which is a sudden onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions, followed by nosebleeds. Ew. That's the worst part. Besides his no face, yes. Ugh. The story that comes along with him is just so fucking creepy. Some articles say that coughing fits may also be a part of this quote-unquote slender sickness. Depending on the story, he may also cause memory loss, insomnia, and photo-slash-video distortions. That's also very creepy. I know. Could you imagine? Ugh. He's said to stalk victims for years before attacking as well. He tortures mentally first before driving them completely insane or attacking. So keep that specific part in mind because it's going to come into play later. Although he looks human, he does not act human. Originally, Slenderman was described as being extremely dangerous, doing things such as impaling victims on trees or removing their organs. The tale has since evolved into a more passive-aggressive, slowly mentally torturous creature. Which is really disturbing. I think that's even worse. Ugh. Than, like, the gruesome stories. Him being able to control your mind and, like, fuck with you mentally. That's even worse. Yeah. And you know what? what? I was just thinking what you were saying earlier about him. Like, how he shifts to reflect what the viewer wants or fears to see that kind of also reminds me of harry potter the bogger in harry potter you know what i'm talking about ron sees a spider and he makes the spider wear roller skates oh yes 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 yeah so it almost reminds me of that but obviously again in a really really dark version of that right i feel like there's also a similar theme to that in lock and key as well yeah you're right Right? Yeah. I have to knock that off my bucket list too. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) So moving on to something, sadly, that came from this Slender Man myth, legend, whatever you want to call it. May 31st, 2014 in Waukesha, Wisconsin, Two 12-year-old girls, Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser, lured their friend Peyton Leitner into a forest. The girls went roller skating and had a sleepover the night before on May 30th for Geyser's birthday. They decided to go on a walk the next morning, and the forest that they went walking in was called David's Park, and they had told her that they were playing hide-and-seek, her meaning Peyton. Peyton was convinced to lay on the ground and to cover herself with leaves to hide. They held down their 12-year-old classmate and also best friend and stabbed her 19 times with a 13-centimeter blade. I have fucking chills everywhere. It's so disturbing. They were 12 years old. Yeah. Peyton had been stabbed in the arms, legs, and torso. Two of the wounds were to major organs, and one had missed a major artery of the heart by a millimeter. I just can't even believe this situation. It's so disturbing. And after literally the day before, they were roller skating, they had a sleepover, they celebrated a birthday. It's clearly like a mental, oh my god, I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. Geyser and Wire said they were going to get help and never did. 
Peyton was able to crawl out of the woods to a road when the two girls left and flagged down a cyclist. Oh my god. This poor girl. Yeah. Thank god she survived the attack after six days in the hospital. Six days is like nothing. For what she went through? For what she went through. And then I read that she literally just went back to school like the following September. Oh my god. I just can't even imagine what that poor girl had to go through. No. Wire and Geyser were found near Interstate 94 at Steinhafel's Furniture Store after they walked 4.9 miles. They had the knife that they used in a bag they carried. Geyser and Wire told the authorities that they wanted to commit the murder as the first step to becoming proxies for Slenderman, as they read about online. So they were like... Basically, oh, we read this somewhere online, and this is how we can become his proxy, or this is how we'll actually get to, like, meet him kind of thing. Uh, The amount of horror around this, I just can't even believe it. Yeah. And the fact that not only did you think about this at 12 years old, but you acted it out. Right. On your best friend. It's horrible. The two girls admitted to the cops the same day that they had been planning this crime for months. Oh, my God. They also said that if they didn't commit murder, Slenderman would come and kill their families. And I had read in one article that they had actually planned to murder Peyton that night at the sleepover. And... They kind of backed out of it for whatever reason and then decided to do it the next morning in the park instead. Oh, my God. And Peyton had said, like, we'll get to when she did an interview later on, but in this actual interview, she had said that she, looking back on it, there was, like, something off during the sleepover because usually the one friend wanted to stay up really late at night during sleepovers because typically she wasn't allowed to and that night she just kept saying let's go to bed let's go to bed let's go to bed oh my god yeah i just wonder like what the hell they read online that made them convinced that this was the right thing to do and how this was even available for kids to read online yeah Like, they were literally kids. They were 12. Yeah. I feel like, not that it was the early makings of the internet, because it was 2014, so it's not, like, so early on where you don't know what's out there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But obviously they had access to it, and not putting that blame on anyone, because kids can find a way somehow, somewhere. But I feel like... We'll get into it more later on. But like you said, mental illness definitely contributed to this. And it was like a bad combination of people as well. Yeah, that and like the fact that this was even able to be... I get the internet is large and there's dark portions of it that you can't control. How this was so easily accessible to somebody that was 12 years old just blows my mind. Geyser was said to have no empathy, and Wire was described as feeling guilty for stabbing Peyton, but said she felt like she had to do it. So it seemed like there was, like, a ringleader and then somebody that was following closely behind. So on to the trial. 
Geyser was charged with attempted first-degree homicide, which is a Class A felony. Wire was charged with attempted second-degree homicide. One of the attackers said that Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and teleports. So basically what was read online. Right. And I watched a little clip of, like, the initial interview of the girls. And you could tell they're both so convinced that they were in danger from Slenderman. Wow. During court, experts said that the attacker said she also conversed with Lord Voldemort and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I just think that this is such a strange trio. Why one of the turtles in there? I know, that's not, that doesn't match. Like, Lord Voldemort and Slenderman, I, okay, I can see that. Why? How, how there would be a correlation. I know, I feel like the turtles are nice. They're not really mean. No. Such a weird thing to throw in, but Wire pled guilty to being part of a second-degree homicide. She was found not guilty due to mental illness, and she ended up accepting the plea offer. She was later diagnosed with schizophrenia, like her father actually had as well. Yeah, so that definitely makes sense of what was going on there. It's just so young for schizophrenia. That's usually not until, like, your 20s, and they were 12. I just can't get over like how young they were. I just wish it didn't have to evolve into murdering her best friend. It just doesn't, I mean, mental health doesn't make sense. The effects it should have, I should say, but it's, it's crazy. She was sentenced to 25 years to life with the first three years being in involuntary confinement at a psych institute. I don't even want to know what that was like. No. She then had to have communal supervision until the age of 37. Geyser was given the maximum sentence, 40 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked in confinement, in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until the age of 53, so whichever happened first, followed by continued communal supervision, periodic reevaluations and or reinstitution, and further treatment as needed, as required by the sentence imposed. I don't see how all the symptoms can resolve from something so horrific like this. Like, you have to have lifelong mental health issues from that. Yeah, especially not only from when it started and believing this entire Slender Man thing. Right. And then on top of murdering someone. And then not to mention that, but like also... There wasn't even any immediate regret afterwards. They literally told the girl that they were going to go get help and they left her. Yeah. There was no empathy. I should have said trying to murder someone. They didn't successfully do it, thank God. But I also, I had read that, I don't know if they actually defined it as this or if I'm just thinking of this verbiage because of the past Ursula and Sabina Erickson case we did mm-hmm. but they kind of contributed hers to fully ado whether they worded it that way or not the same type of situation where the other girl had schizophrenia was diagnosed with that and then she kind of fell into kind of going along with it you know what I mean to the point where she started believing it right and like kind of thrived off of that fed off yeah So Geyser was admitted to Winnebago Mental Health Institute, and she was actually the youngest patient there. March 10th, 2021, 
Wire, who was 19 years old at the time, submitted a letter stating that she was, quote, sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused, and not just to Leitner, but to my community as well. Wire stated that, quote, I hate my actions, May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. Same. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. September 13th, 2021, Wire was released on multiple conditions that are listed below. 24-hour GPS monitoring. Internet usage monitored. Not allowed to use social media. Required to take medication. Caseworker to escort her to therapy sessions. And she was required to live with her dad during this probation period. So she was clearly under a lot of surveillance just for being released. Mm-hmm. In 2020, Geyser's petition to be retried as a juvenile was rejected. This was rejected by an appeals court. And then in 2021, the Wisconsin Supreme Court declined to even hear an appeal. I can't believe that. That's that's crazy. They're like, actually, no. Yeah, they're like, we don't need to hear what you have to say. Geyser's attorney, Matthew Pinnix, had wanted this court to review the ruling. Pinnix, quote, argued that she should have been charged with attempted second degree intentional homicide rather than first degree and argued that Geyser gave statements to investigators before being read her Miranda rights, end quote, which I think is a little bit of a petty thing to argue. Yeah, I mean, I could see the Miranda rights thing because technically that's that's your right. You know what I mean? But the second degree intentional homicide as opposed to first degree, the whole thing was planned out for months. That's first degree. Right. I just think there was nothing to go on and the court knew that. That's probably why they were like, "Uh, we don't even want to hear this. There's no argument. Yeah. So moving on to the aftermath, sadly, there have since been other Slenderman-inspired attacks. Waukesha School District blocked Creepypasta Wiki, which I could see where they were coming from by doing that, but at the same time, it already happened. That and, like, you tell kids not to do something, they're going to want to do it even more. Yeah, and they can just do it from home. I guess the school just probably didn't want to be responsible for something like that happening again through their district or something, you know? Right. Following the stabbing of Peyton Leitner, Eric Knudsen, who was the creator of Slenderman, released a statement with his condolences for the families affected. The admin of Creepypasta Wiki also released a statement regarding what the site does or doesn't condone and that the stabbing did not represent the Creepypasta community. That was pretty much summing it up. June 13th through 14th, 2014, community members from Creepypasta had a 24-hour live stream on YouTube to raise money for Peyton Leitner. Wow. Which is so nice. I feel like they were just going above and beyond to make everyone realize that that community doesn't want things like that to happen. Right. It's there's a line that was clearly crossed and not by them just right they they i feel like they were just trying to help and make up for what had happened yeah 
Governor Scott Walker declared August 13, 2014, Purple Hearts for Healing Day. He asked the people of Wisconsin to wear purple on that day to honor Peyton. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Yeah, I feel like this girl was made to feel so loved by her community after this happened. Yeah. And everyone just wanted to support her in any way possible because clearly what happened to her was absolutely traumatizing and she's just so lucky to be alive. And how do you ever trust somebody after that? Like, I just, I can't even imagine what she's had to go through from f- to heal from this. Right. That's so scary. August 29th, 2014, Madison, Wisconsin had a Bratwurst Festival to honor Peyton. Money was raised to contribute to her medical costs. Over 250 volunteers helped run this event, and over $70,000 was raised. That's insane. Yeah, that's incredible. I just can't even believe that everybody, I mean, I can believe something like this horrible happens. You're going to support, you know, people in your community. It's just so nice to know that, like, she was so supported. Mm Mm-hmm. October 24th, 2019, Peyton Leitner spoke for the first time about her horrifying experience to ABC's 2020. She said if she ever saw a geyser again, she would thank her because the experience made her want to pursue a career in medicine. Oh my god. September 2021, Peyton moved out of Waukesha County and was a sophomore at an undisclosed college. And she is pursuing a career in the medical field. Oh, my God. I have the chills again. Yeah. There's a whole... If you look online, and I I didn't really... I mean, we can post this link for you guys, but we didn't include too much detail from it. There's, like, basically a summary of her ABC 2020 interview. And she just talks so much about the events that unfolded and what she's been through since and her perspective on everything and it's just absolutely incredible so we'll link the article for you but we'll also try to find the abc 2020 episode to link for you guys as well yeah because what she's about 20 years old now i mean that's not when the abc article was filmed but that's yeah she's about 20 yeah So there are some movies and shows based on and inspired by Slenderman. There's an HBO document. Oh, my God. Now I can't talk. (laughs) It's so bad tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm about to burp. What is going on? I'm being possessed by Slenderman. I was just going to say it's Slenderman. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't shouldn't joke about him so much. He freaks me out. He's going to come after me to prove a point. (laughs) There was an HBO documentary film called Beware the Slender Man. There is an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Kels, this is right up your alley. What in the world? How did I not know this? <laughs> called Glass Gowman's Wrath. Mm. And this was in season 16. Maybe that's why. I feel like I didn't watch it till that point. <laughs> there is a Criminal Minds episode called The Tall Man. This is what I said earlier. I was going to mention later on literally one of the scariest creepiest episodes of criminal minds i've ever seen really yes and it was directed by matthew gray Goobler, who plays spencer reed mm-hmm. and it is incredible oh my god now i have to watch these are like my two favorite shows and i didn't even know <laughs> after we record tonight 
watch that episode of Criminal Minds. Okay. I think it was it was from like 2018 or something like that. Okay. It was it was definitely at least two or th- three seasons ago from what's available on Hulu, and it is such a creepy episode. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. There was a Lifetime movie called Terror in the Woods, and a movie called Mercy Black that can be found on Netflix. Wow, there's so many. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, the movie Mercy Black is from Blumhouse Productions, which their stuff is always creepy and yeah. It's just crazy that something like this, like a fictional character that somebody made up, turned into something so horrific and so real life. Yeah, and something that has caused mental breaks and or people to do horrific things through it. Yeah. It's and nobody ever like I don't think anybody ever makes things like that intentionally like with the intention of causing something horrible like this but it's just crazy that it happened and it's so sad. Yeah, I feel like it's just one of those things an urban legend that just sticks with you and that can eventually evolve into especially someone who has some form of mental illness thinking that this is real. Right. And the way the pictures and stuff were done, that's, like we said, it's similar to a Blair Witch Project or a paranormal activity type situation where someone could potentially mistaken it as real. Right. They make it look so realistic that it's it's something that you're actually afraid of and it's not just like a cartoon. Yeah. Ew, I'm looking at pictures of him right now and it's just freaking me out. <laughs> it's the tentacles, I think. I'm looking at him across the room right now. <laughs> Stop. No, you're not. <laughs> Bryn. I'm gonna die. It just cut out completely when you <laughs> said he was across the room and it went blank and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't hear a word you just said. He's distorting the audio. I'm freaked out. He's distorting the audio. <laughs> that was so fucking creepy. I hope that comes out like what I just heard because it was so creepy. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> what I what I said was I'm shit talking Slenderman. I should probably stop because he's gonna visit me in my dreams tonight. Stop it. I think it cut that whole part out. Ew. And then I hear and then I go, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> So our listeners are going to hear one version or the other. Oh my god, I hope you hear my version because it was fucking creepy. (laughs) I didn't hear any of that. Wow, that is so weird. Okay. (laughs) Ew. Good for the night. What? Now you're cutting out. No. (laughs) He's he's flip-flopping between us. I said on that note, I think I'm good for the night. No more... (laughs) All right, so we're not so chaotic the rest of this episode. Should we get into our spiel? Yeah, so you can find our creepy episodes on Crime Cults and Coffee on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook is where we post our weekly resources and photos from every episode, but we won't post too many of Slenderman because he's fucking creepy. And then also our Instagram, you can check the link in our bio. That's where we post all of our listening platforms and there's pictures as well as the coffee that we review each week. If you want to give us a case suggestion, especially around spooky season, like Slenderman over here, 
Mm -hmm. or a listener story because again we haven't gotten those in a little while now you can dm us at crime cults and coffee on instagram or send us an email at crime cults and coffee at gmail.com also a way to show that you love listening to our podcast you can leave us a review on apple podcasts or a rating we will send you free stickers we will tell you how much we love you on the podcast Mm -hmm. And if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we love you anyway. You can like, you can follow, you can subscribe on any listening platform of your choice. And that will let you know when new episodes come out each week. Yes. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Think of Slenderman. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't think of Slenderman. Please don't. (laughs) Bye. Bye. regarding this case and our resources follow us at crime cults and coffee on instagram and facebook